0: Hello, and welcome to the Two Friends from College podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Matt. We use the podcast to discuss a wide variety of topics and encourage you to join us in the conversation. You can contact us on our Instagram page, Two
1: Friends from College. Please feel free to message us there to suggest future topics, or just to let us know what you thought about today's episode. Let's get started.
0: Welcome back. So today we're gonna be talking about legalizing sex work. This is a topic that is of interest to me, but what's gonna be unique about this is that Matt actually has a little bit more expertise in the field. He has a master's in criminal justice and works in the anti-trafficking field. This will be a little bit more of an interview. I certainly have some opinions and thoughts I'm gonna share. I'm pretty interested in the real-world consequences and realities that Matt will be able to share. So to kick it off, Matt, do you have any thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's obviously a very controversial subject for many different reasons. As someone who kind of comes from an anti-trafficking background, working with nonprofits for anti-trafficking, can kind of skew an opinion in one way versus another. I think there's some really distinct groups that are very vocal for legalizing of commercial sex work, as well as for decriminalization of commercial sex work. And again, there is really not a good consensus across different fields. So my current viewpoint
0: is that I'm pro-legalization kind of across a lot of issues. I'm pro-legalizing a lot of drugs for recreational use. I'm pro-legalizing sex work as long as you're not hurting someone else, I don't think the government should be telling you what you can and cannot do with your own body. Religious and moral arguments are one of the first things that I feel like I've heard in response to that. And from a separation of church and state and whatever your personal moral boundary is, again, I don't think that those things should have a factor on limiting or inhibiting someone else's freedoms. So that being said, that's my general, more ignorant opinion, current state. My first question for you is, do you have any nuance to that? Or are there any big pros or cons to legalizing that someone like me
1: would be pretty unaware of? I think for a lot of people, it's not quite as black and white in terms of legalizing or not legalizing. There's actually a couple different models that are promoted across different groups. In the anti-trafficking world, where the goal is to try to minimize exploitation and try to help keep people safe, there's a lot of push for this, what we call this Nordic model, or this decriminalization of the sex work itself, which can be this middle ground between full legalization and criminalization to instead just decriminalize the sex work itself, but not some of the other aspects that come along in the sex work industry. A lot of times when they're making laws, they're looking at should the actual engaging commercial sex be legal or illegal should the profiting or the pimping uh, involved in in commercial sex be legal or illegal and then should brothels or a business model where lots of individuals or a a group of individuals are all engaging commercial sex should that be legal or illegal i think one of the things to think about is there is kind of this binary choice of legal or not but there are other Kind of aspects to think about or other kind of models out there that various different groups are promoting
0: so when you say nordic models the the example that always comes to me is or you know the, the awareness that i have globally is amsterdam so is where is legal sex work existing where is it prominent like how is it currently going is is are there uh success stories to to
1: point to there's definitely countries that have legalized all commercial sex work. There's countries that have legalized parts of it. Uh, in the Netherlands, for example, sex work is legal. There are different regulations in different locations where it has to be. There It's very common to have like red light districts in different countries where that area allows for commercial sex work, but other areas do not. Uh, the Nordic model is really speaking to kind of what Sweden, And um, Norway have done with commercial sex where they've they've made it so that individuals who are selling commercial sex are not criminalized but the buyers themselves are still it's still illegal to buy um, sex and this distinction is what a lot of the organizations in the anti-trafficking field really support because you're not criminalizing the individuals that are selling sex but you're still you're still criminalizing commercial sex in the sense of no pimping, no brothels, and um, the Johns, or the ones who are buying the sex, that's also illegal.
0: So I'm I'm really surprised by that because I'm relating it back to drug laws here in America, and to me that's basically making all the, the drug dealers and the people that are supplying it, it's legal, but then me just going out and buying something. I could be arrested. I'm imagining a police officer coming up and arresting me for buying and the, and the seller just walks away. Why, why is that the best way in the anti-trafficking world to set it up? And also why are, why are we decriminalizing one half of the exchange? Why is one person a criminal and one person not? Why wouldn't that whole exchange be legal? Is that, Somehow better in the anti trafficking world to still have it criminal on the John
1: side? Especially from an anti trafficking lens that's focused on kind of the exploitation of individuals, complete legalization tends to lead to increased exploitation. So when commercial sex is completely le- legal, that increases the demand, it increases the amount of kind of clandestine or area legal prostitution and commercial sex. Depending on how it's being reg- regulated, it doesn't actually put anything to help protect the uh, commercial sex workers. And so a lot of anti-trafficking organizations are, are not necessarily for the complete legalization. The issue though is once something is illegal, then individuals that are being exploited, potential victims of, of tra- trafficking, they're not able to get the help that they need because they're doing something that's illegal. They're the ones who are being arrested and criminalized. It's not, they don't have any rights because what they're doing is something that is not allowed. And so it really puts them in a much more vulnerable position. And that's one of the reasons when you're looking at it from an exploitation aspect, which again, in most of these examples of, in a lot, most places where the commercial sex is legal, there's still forms of exploitation, still forms of um, vulnerabilities where people are being taken advantage of. And the goal is to try to give give them a support they need while not necessarily legalizing the full commercial sex as that leads to increased rates of exploitation, increased rates of, of child exploitation, and um, it doesn't really help the individuals involved.
0: Is there an argument against full legalization and regulation? Because that's how I see a lot of industries currently, right? Like a job I had... Loading trucks with a forklift, right? Like, there's all sorts of OSHA regulations. There's regulations about work hours and overtime. There's all sorts of employee protections. That's legal and it's regulated. So, is there something I'm missing about just full legalization and then a high level of regulation, similar to what we're doing with um, marijuana in the United States? Like, it's progressively being Legalized, but is being regulated state by state in very different ways and how it's sold and monitored in various different ways. Why not apply a similar, and I understand that marijuana is not fully legal yet in a lot of ways, but it seems to be that that's the path we're taking similar to cigarettes. It's a legal product and we're just closely regulating it. Is there something I'm missing? Cause that just seems to make sense to me. Like why
1: wouldn't that work? I think there's a couple of things that are often brought up. For that, and one of which is there's going to be a supply and demand issue. So there's already going to there's already an issue between individuals that are voluntarily engaging commercial sex and the demand for the commercial sex itself. Additionally, as things become le- legalized and there's increased demand, there's going to be needing for increased supply, and the fact that there's there's a discrepancy between the supply and demand leads to individuals taking advantage of people to fill that gap. This also brings in the fact of pimping laws and brothel laws where should there be other individuals that are making money off of commercial sex workers and where is the where is the balance of power between the various actors? I think one of the big things is when things are legalized, then there has to be an increased supply to make up for that demand. And what we've seen in a lot of other countries is the, the demand is often done in ways that, uh, continues to exploit and doesn't necessarily give people that free choice or free will that we're really hoping for when we, when we think about legalizing and making it someone's choice to engage in in commercial sex or not.
0: Okay. I definitely understand that the questions that I'm asking you so far are in an ideal world where we could snap our fingers and sex work is universally legal across the world or across a, a country or, um, And I realize that that's not how it works. Uh, Again, marijuana is not an apples to apples comparison, but it seems to me to be something that in the United States, the vast majority of the population is okay with being legal and it's still taking years to very slowly come to fruition. So I understand that we couldn't go from decriminalizing fully to legalizing fully and then putting in place a robust regulation system is not something that we could just all suddenly do at once. The other thing I wanna ask you too is about what happens when one nation, one country, you know, with a border with another legalizes it and the other doesn't. What sort of exploitation does that create or trafficking across the border? I I wanna go there, but first, if it was fully legalized and fully regulated, is there anything else I'm missing? Like if we could just get to that point, like if we jumped forward 60 years or or theoretically, if it took that long and and the population actually wanted to do this, is there anything else that I'm missing regarding just full legalization and regulation that could still be an issue? Because that still seems like a viable option. Like if demand far exceeds supply, wouldn't that just mean that the people participating in this industry could demand crazy prices, make a ton of money, which sort certainly attract other people to the industry?
1: I think when looking at it with just supply and demand and looking at it as the market will even things out, it's a little bit harder because the product itself are individuals as opposed to some sort of um, specific commodity. Some organizations and some in people were, are would say that there really isn't anyone who would engage commercial sex completely voluntarily. Again, that can be very much debated. Um, you know, it's seems like there are individuals that would uh, engage commercial sex, but oftentimes what we see is because there is there would be high demand, there is exploitation that occurs to meet that demand, as opposed to a bunch of individuals that are just freelance and want to um, engage commercial sex to make good m- money. That is not what generally seems to happen, and it seems that other individuals will start to find ways to... Um, Exploit the industry, and once you create an in- industry that is legal, then you find uh, individuals that will start to find the best way to keep costs down and and find ways to meet the demand, even if that means individuals are not ma- not able to make fully kind of free voluntary choices.
0: So, can you give me some examples? You you've referenced the fact that this has happened um, that countries are are giving this a shot and that exploitation is creeping up frequently that is difficult for me to wrap my head around because i'm thinking that if it was fully legal and regulated it'd be similar to other people going to their jobs right like i sell my time to a company in exchange for you know my compensation i'm I'm using my body physically to do some aspects of my job as well as my mind, for example. And wouldn't these people at a real basic level be the same way? Like how does, so in, in practice, how does the exploitation come about? What, why does that still exist if it's le if it's legal and especially if it's
1: regulated? I think one one of the things, what we've seen in other countries when things are, are legal, but re- regulated, is because of the increased demand, there are individuals that that want to become part of that industry, both from the actual individuals engaging in commercial sex as well as individuals that think they can make, make money off of this, off the industry itself. There are some places like the Netherlands that have um, that have made commercial sex legal, but what a lot of organizations are seeing is that actually the rates of child trafficking and the rates of exploitation increased dramatically when legalization occurred. Part of this was because individuals they are once it becomes more societally acceptable that individuals will go and engage in commercial sex on, let's say, you know, trips or bachelor parties or things like that, the level of demand of what of what type of sex they are wanting, of what they want to, you know, the types of individuals they want to have sex sex with, the ages those seem to also become more and more extreme as it becomes more acceptable as an option. So one of the things we see in the Netherlands would be a much higher rate of child trafficking uh, because there is this kind of underground and clandestine um, commercial sex work that is tied to the legalized kind of above board, but there's this entire level underneath That is ripe for exploitation because there's this smaller legal and monitored version above ground leading to a large system that is not monitored and below ground.
0: Really? That's really surprising to me. I would have imagined the exact opposite. If you legalize sex work, then the people who are currently purchasing the product <laughs> the terminology <laughs> that, I, that I'm not sure what to use right now so I'll go with that so the people that are purchasing this currently illegally I would have assumed that those individuals would be very happy to continue purchasing in a legal fashion where there's not any risk and then I also would have imagined those who are currently not purchasing because it's illegal and it's not worth the risk and it's not worth, because it's not worth the risk, might choose to purchase legally because the risk is greatly reduced. It just seems incomprehensible to me that by legalizing it, you would move the line in the other direction and create a larger black market industry. For example, Prohibition, right? Like you created this massive, alcohol black market industry and then when alcohol was legalized again it killed the industry or the black market industry because who wants to risk all that when you can get a product that's similar um, in a perfectly legal fashion and I think about the same thing with with drugs I can't imagine risking my health and safety and not knowing what was in a product and potentially risking my my freedom or criminal status all for a slightly more extreme product than what I could just easily legally purchase off the shelf so is there a reason or is, it, is there a is there a thought process why that would happen where the black market side of the industry the still illegal like for example younger ages
1: children that, goes up with legalization one of the issues i think is goes back to the supply and demand piece of you need enough individuals that are willing and interested in engaging commercial sex in this legal fashion in order to meet the demand and so whenever you have a much higher so example with alcohol there's a large amount of supply that can be sold um legally whereas with commercial sex work that amount of supply versus the amount of demand is really hard to bring together
0: the supply is fixed
1: right and again yes if you start to offer really high you know wages then you might get more individuals that would be willing to engage in commercial sex but this vast difference between supply and demand leads to a lot of leads to that additional Black market and individuals that are trying to do things for cheaper or trying to kind of exploit the situation.
0: Okay, I think I think I might have just kind of gotten it here. So tell me if this if I've understood you correctly. If you legalize it and the demand is legal, there is a large amount of demand. Unlike um, alcohol or drugs, which can just be produced at a higher volume, the supply are individuals. Who are selling their time or their bodies to that as you can imagine would be a relatively fixed even if the prices drew more people to the industry it's still a fixed product you can't produce more people to work in the industry and what you're saying is even though those people might be able to demand really high prices and therefore If supply and demand isn't even, the prices would just go really high. You then have a large legal demand that is going to try and find the product at lower prices, and the black market is going to provide lower prices through coercion and
1: trafficking and exploitation. That's definitely the economic side of it, why we often see additional exploitation in areas where uh, sex work is le- legalized. I think there's also gonna be an issue with, there's gonna often be this power, a power dynamic at play of individuals that buy sex are generally from f- fairly higher um, income brackets than those individuals that are, are se- selling the sex. There's also this um, power differential between often the people who are buying men buying versus mainly women and other vulnerable populations selling, This these additional power dynamics also lead to a industry that is, even with the most stringent government regulations, it's hard to maintain uh, safety and not an exploitative labor situation. All right, those are really good points, and that makes a lot of sense. I think the, the one other piece to think about is that in any industry there's going to be individuals that are, ex- that are being exploited. So we think about in any other type of labor, there are people that are taken advantage of, and because there are different power dynamics at play, because there are a lot of money at play, because there's an inequality in supply and demand at play, all of these things create a higher amount of uh, opportunity for this type of exploitation. Now, are there individuals that would be much safer if sex work was legal? Sure, individuals that are working in, in the sex work industry voluntarily, it could make things safer for them. And there's a lot of, of sex worker rights groups that are very in favor of full legalization. That said, there has to be some sort of debate between some individuals gaining that freedom to do something that they are voluntarily doing and do so in a safe, government-regulated way versus the amount of individuals that would be exploited in this industry that was that would be created. That's a difficult debate to have. But from an anti-trafficking perspective, obviously the focus is on stopping the exploitation. And from a sex workers' rights uh, viewpoint, it would be about making things safer for those who are, you know, actively and voluntarily engaging commercial sex. And those. Two groups don't always see eye to eye.
0: Yeah, and that does make sense in regards to what you said at the beginning of this, which is decriminalizing the selling of it, which seems to be a little bit of a middle ground of what you just said. We're making it safer and protecting the workers and the sellers. On the other side of it, we are still hopefully limiting the demand and trying to prevent or slow the the growth of a black market economy, or the exploitation. So that makes a lot of sense. I've always thought of this through the lens of limiting people's rights and limiting those who willingly want a career in this potential industry, and also a population of people that could provide a better living for themselves um, and a safer living for themselves. I I think I've seen years ago documentaries on HBO of Las Vegas or, you know, outside of Las Vegas, where some versions of of this is illegal, there's a real positive spin. You know, there's people that work for 15 years and then retire. And that always seemed to me like, why aren't we giving, why are we withholding that opportunity from people who want it and can work in a safe environment? But I hadn't really understood the other side of it, because I was very much of the mindset of if you legalize it and regulate it, you're going to do away with uh, a lot of the issues. But I, I kind of see your point now. So which it gives me a pit in my stomach thinking about the consequences <laughs> that could come along with that. Cause it's certainly not my perspective or not what I would want to happen. I do want to circle back to the point that I brought up earlier that we didn't get to is I'm curious what happens in countries that are experimenting with legalization or decriminalization, I would imagine closely bordering countries or that have a very different viewpoint. Does that create trafficking issues? Is that
1: common? Yeah, that's definitely something that, that happens where if an area next door commercial sex workers legalize, there's going to be increased demand. And therefore, where is that supply going to be coming from? And that's when a lot of individuals that are Vulnerable are taken advantage of and enter into this to the commercial sex work. The profitability of it, you're right, in a perfect world, they could make good money and then be able to go retire or go back home or whatever they wanted to do. That isn't generally what seems to work in practice. Again, even in the Netherlands where commercial sex work is legal, most of the women who are in the um in the red light district in those brothels are not dutch but instead they are individuals from a lot of west africa eastern europe and other parts uh other populations that are a little bit more disenfranchised or disadvantaged
0: so do you think that we can eventually get to a place where legalizing sex work is a pop is a possibility in a safe way because morally I don't have a problem with someone choosing what they want to do but it seems like most of the issues that we're discussing relate to inequality between groups of people and the potential for them to be exploited do you think that we could eventually as a civilization get to a place where this is something that would make a lot more sense to legalize or do you think that this is just inherently
1: an issue that will always be surrounding legalizing sex work. I think for some people it is more of the moral issue, and that's something that I think is very dependent on an individual's belief system. When it comes to the actual industry itself, I think that's where, at least in this current time, we see a lot of the problems that lead to an exploitative industry. In the future, could we get to a place where individuals were all engaging in commercial sex work voluntarily. There weren't bad actors that were taking advantage of a, you know, precarious market that individuals that um, would be able to have the support that they, they need, especially uh, for, because of the high rates of violence that we currently see within a lot of the sex work industry. I mean, I, I would hope that we could get there eventually. Uh, but right now, those big inequalities power dynamics at play, the amount of money that's involved, leads to an industry that is not exactly the most uh, worker rights friendly and safe for individuals, especially individuals that are vulnerable and not necessarily freely choosing to engage in commercial sex.
0: So I'm curious about one last thing. It seems like what I'm gathering is the best that we can do right now is make this safer and put in protections for the people that are currently in the industry what i'm curious about is in the places where we're doing that how is that actually operationally working so we're making it so that these people can call the police and seek support and protection if it's still criminal for the buyers is this still happening in parking lots or are there actually storefronts up in in different places but the police could theoretically arrest the patrons coming out of the store at any given time like how is this how is this current state scenario where we decriminalize the seller but the buyer is still criminalized how do
1: how does that actually operate in real life i mean most commercial sex work that is happening now a lot of it is taking place on the internet that's where the initial communication is it's kind of moved off of like street corners and onto the internet and then oftentimes meeting in um you know hotels motels places like like that in this in these kind of situations if someone were engaging commercial sex but they you know they were in an unsafe situation they'd be able to hopefully reach out for help they also one of the issues that keeps individuals trapped in a situation that they're not wanting to be in are those fears of law enforcement and the lack of, of trust. And so the making sure that there are the support systems is really key so that if they, if they ever need help in an industry that is often fraught with violence and, and exploitation, they would be able to, and not be criminalized for it.
0: What about the platforms that are supporting this via the internet? So are, is that criminal? Are those things being operated out of other countries and things like that, or are those um, legal platforms and legal businesses?
1: I mean, it depends if they are making money off of those ads. I mean, a couple of years ago, Backpage was um, shut down because they were, again, this is where most, a majority of, of sex ads are being posted. The reason why they were shut down um, and that there were arrests and fines was because they were actually... Um, facilitating the commercial sex they were the ones who would help and change ads that involved minors to be able to make them sound less uh, illegal so that, that law enforcement wouldn't be able to know make them sound less illegal i mean they were they were they were earning money and actively participating in the in the commercial in the advertising for commercial sex so they they were shut down and the FBI did a full investigation. This was a big, big deal. in the commercial sex and anti-trafficking world, I don't know, about maybe four years ago. Um, There are a lot of sites that advertise commercial sex. There are lots of platforms that people can go, go to to find these kind of ads. If the actual website itself is not involved in profiting from the commercial sex or even masking or changing ads in order to kind of circumvent law enforcement or other agencies, then they are generally not um, at risk as some place that uh, material is being posted. Interesting. I mean, I think what it comes down to in the end is that there are different models out there to try to help make sure that people are have free will if they are wanting to engage in commercial sex, but also protecting individuals that might be exploited or taken advantage of. And so it's a really hard decision to make whether that means completely legalizing and right in using government re- regulations to try to keep people safe or some sort of a hybrid mix of this like decriminalizing part but not the other part um, and this is something that even within the anti-trafficking field or in sex workers rights field within you know a human rights field there is a lot of debate on what is the best way the way i, I often see it is in the end there would be Give people complete freedom to do what they want, but then know that there's going to be individuals that are being forced and exploited, and that'll increase the potential victims as well. Or try to decriminalize, or try try to to keep things criminalized, but find ways to better support individuals that need help um, and are being forced to engage commercial sex against their will. So it's it's tough because you know, that complete freedom often comes with a cost for other people. So it can be very difficult decision to have a difficult conversation to have.
0: Well, I appreciate you having the conversation with me. I think that this is a topic that I've always found fascinating, um, to talk with you about in the past. And it's not one that I think is easy to seek out or discuss. in general. So I appreciate uh, the insight in the back and forth. We are f- relatively new to producing any sort of content and putting it out there. So I don't know what the guardrails are, or, but I do feel like a good way to end this would be to provide any potential listeners with a couple of quick resources or places that they could reach out to should they need. Would you like to cover, would you like to provide some of those references now?
1: Definitely. I mean, Sex Workers Outreach Project is a really great re- resource. It's called SWOP, Um S-W-O-P. They work across the United States to, in order to help support individuals that are engaging in commercial sex and doing so either voluntarily or not voluntarily. Uh, additionally, for individuals that are being exploited or that need help, there's a really great resource. It's the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Uh, they are always there to help individuals that are being taken advantage of that are engage- engaging in commercial sex work. So there are definitely a lot of great resources out there. What's the hotline number? The hotline number it's 888-373-7888. That's the national hotline to help individuals that are being forced to engage in commercial sex. And then SWAP is a really great resource, the Sex Workers Outreach Project, that has different groups to help individuals that are in the sex trade, either voluntarily or involuntarily, just to support uh, with whatever types of resources or, or help that people would need.
0: Thanks for the information and thanks for the conversation. We'll see you next time.
1: Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please come back or tell someone about it. Give us feedback or message us on our Instagram page, Two Friends from College.
0: Feel free to suggest future topics or let us know what you thought of today's episode. We hope you will join us again. Later.